This is the greatest story ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. This is my continuing quest to collect the craziest life experiences people have ever had. One person who might fit the bill is Jay Dodd of Tennessee. Dodd had recently renewed her license, which is always a fun experience. The Department of Motor Vehicles. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Actually, you know, I take that back. There are probably plenty of people at the DMV who have some pretty entertaining stories to tell. So please email me at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, Jade's new license came in the mail, and when she opened it, she saw something completely unexpected. An empty chair. She called the DMV to get it straightened out, and they actually didn't believe her till they looked it up in their system, and sure enough, empty chair, you know, like Clint Eastwood at the Republican convention. Completely empty. Apparently, they take a bunch of pictures when you're sitting there, theoretically, and the computer just happened to grab the last one in the folder, which just happened to be milliseconds after uh, poor Jade left. They sent her a replacement license with her picture actually on it, so she's good to go now and has a good story to tell. Of course, you would have already heard that story if you visited KeithConradMedia.com and signed up for my free email newsletter. It's the sort of goofy and thought-provoking stuff that I'd be sending to a radio or podcast host, along with my pithy commentary and a few gifts. And of course, if you think you can top Jade's story or anything else you've heard on this podcast, please email me at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, please rate and review this podcast on Apple, Google, and or your podcatcher of choice. It helps new people find the show. My guest this week is Sean Majors. Sean is my co-host for Time Enough at Last, a podcast where we re-watch The Twilight Zone. Next week, we'll be watching The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, so listen to it or your neighbors will come after you. You scared, frightened rabbits, you. You're sick people, do you know that? And you don't even know what you're starting here, because let me tell you, you're starting something here that that's what you should be frightened of. Sean is also the director of Association Outreach at the Huntsville Area Association of Realtors. Plus, we went to college together. Thanks so much for joining me, Sean. Oh, my gosh. This is a big day, Keith, because if memory serves, this is the fourth separate, fourth, maybe fifth, separate uh, uh, podcast that I've been on with you. There was Career Day, I believe, when you... uh, Yeah, yeah, back um, in the day. When uh, Aaron Schock was uh, was under fire for having Downton Abbey paraphernalia in his uh, in his office, um, he's trying to make a comeback. I think <laughs> he is. He is. He uh, yeah. His his Instagram is very interesting. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, there was there's of course uh, time enough at last the Twilight Zone podcast that that we do. Um, and then I think you know if we're counting every single one, I was also on a Twilight zone uh, episode in your podcast a day series uh yeah the the very short-lived podcast today series because um i lost interest in it so you know <laughs> could anybody else be interested in it? i my favorite uh recurring line in that series was <laughs> the, i think you read like a like a, a kooky news item of the day 
and um, <laughs> you you found somehow in each each uh, news item to uh, find a reason why the the subject should be strapped to a rocket and fired to the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, actually, it might be time for that to make a comeback. Because I think so too. Like, I feel like there's plenty of people that need to be shot into. <laughs> It's 2020. Why not? Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So, you know, I think everybody, whenever they move, they, uh, you know, they, they run into some sort of hijink. You know, something, yes. something always goes wrong. Like, for example, uh, when I was in, uh, uh, just before I started high school, my family moved to uh, Denver, Colorado, because my uh, dad was going to work on a, a rocket. And that was actually, that program was based in Denver. Yeah. And uh, uh, my dad, uh, right before uh, I was born, I, I believe, had built a a giant model DC-10 that was uh, it was about four feet long, uh-huh. and it, it was man- it wasn't a kit like he legitimately like it was like balsa wood and like he he made it completely from scratch and it and it lit up. It was just just the coolest thing you you've ever seen. Like the the first section actually had like seats and people in it. Uh, after that, he, you know, he had to make room for all the electronics, so he didn't do the rest of it. But the first section actually lit up and everything. Just, just the, just the coolest thing ever. You know, hanging from the ceiling and it lit up and everything. And uh, the movers were in a little bit of a hurry, and we didn't learn this until we actually like got to our our destination. But one of the movers uh, was trying to figure out how to pack it, and just gave up, snapped the wings off, and threw it in a box. Oh my god. So, that is that's unacceptable it, it is uh you know i th- this was pre-yelp but uh, they definitely wouldn't have Oof. gotten a yelp review Oof. and might i add magoof it, it, exactly uh that one uh however did not uh, cost any lives so i i, I don't <laughs> think it's quite as uh, epic as yours um well you know it's still it's still up in the air whether whether my moving experience cost it, uh, cost any lives but um i will say there is not a happy ending to this um there's maybe maybe at best it's up in the air um but unlike uh, my dad's model airplane <laughs> oh love that one to you my god um, the, uh, so I, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, uh, I joined a political campaign in March of 2008. I remember it was good Friday and we were fortunate. It was a congressional campaign in North Alabama and we were fortunate enough to win by, I believe 1100 votes. Um, and we, um, it was, uh, Obama's year and I had worked for a Democrat. Um, and so, you know, there was a heavy wave of Democrats that, that moved in. And, um, we, uh, I was offered, uh, $30,000 a year for my salary to move to DC and be the, this, this new Congressman's uh, communications director and $30,000 in DC is not much. I think you might be able to qualify for snap benefits, uh, uh, that's about right. Yeah. In DC at that level. Um, and, uh, so we, um, my goal was to try to move everything to like, I thought I could run a U-Haul and move everything up there. And, uh, you know, my, my mom was basically like, even though I was 25 at the time, my mom's like, please, I'm begging you, like, do not run a U-Haul, uh, put everything you can in your car. We'll give you, you know, a thousand dollars for a new bed. 
and you know that that's a huge gesture from my parents like we're middle middle class you know family like you know that was a very kind gesture ever just to you know with my safety in in, in mind mm-hmm. um the car that i was driving was a two-door hyundai accent so uh everything i could fit in there was fit in there and i could not see out the uh the back um and <laughs> my friend uh my friend harrison uh uh, was kind enough to take the trip with me. And I believe he flew back. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, you know, it cost him a one-way ticket, but still, you know, it was very kind for him to, to um, <clears throat> come with me and, and, and move up. And we leave, uh, it's, it's about a 10, 11 hour drive. Uh, if you're driving quickly from North Alabama to, to Northern Virginia, I, I was living in uh, uh, Fair Oaks, uh, Fair Oaks, Virginia, Um which is basically in, you know, all of the, uh, the government contractors of, of, mm-hmm. of, of the world. And, um, <clears throat> so we drive, we make it in one go. Uh, we trade off, uh, dr- driving a couple times and we, um, I'm actually moving into a, like a two bedroom, two story condo that I share with, uh, mm-hmm. someone that we went, both you and I, Keith went to college with. Um, mm-hmm. I will probably, uh, not say her name, <laughs> Because just to protect the innocent, just to protect the innocent, and um, just a, a wonderful person, just the nicest person in the world. Uh, her dad owned the condo. I, I was able to pay four hundred dollars for a for a, you know a, a huge bedroom in a, in a nice area, safe area. Um, you know, it was a thirty minute commute. Uh, you know, I had to leave at five thirty in the morning for it to be a thirty minute commute to DC, <clears throat> but it was still a you know a very great way to to move there. Um, so. Uh, my friend Harrison and I, we get to uh, Northern Virginia. I think it's like the Reston area. Um, God, one o'clock in the morning. And we are somehow just wired. We're not tired, even though we've been driving for, you know, half a day. And um, so we decide like the Walmart and the Target were both open 24 hours. So mm-hmm. we coming from Huntsville where like the Walmart and the Target are literally like downtown. That's, yeah. That's- exactly so we're like let's go there um it's you know i have to buy furniture i have to you know basically set up a new life you know um and so we go there and we buy some furniture and uh, harrison at the time worked at a or you know he may have left at that point but he worked at a furniture store and uh you know i mean i think anybody can put together walmart or ikea or target furniture but he could do it extremely well and very quickly so he's like get whatever you want. And then like, I'll, I'll help you put it together, you know, tomorrow morning. So, uh, we, we wake up and, uh, like the, the next morning we kind of go through a couple moving things. And then that night we end up going to, um, to a bar called the blue iguana, which, um, sounds like a nineties movie with like Matt Dillon and Kevin Klein and like Faye Dunaway. And there's a shootout and like, it's, it's, it's a nice bar, but the name blue iguana like conjures up a feeling, you know, I, I was going to say it makes me think of a bar on a cruise ship. <laughs> it definitely had the, uh, um, everything that, that the, the decor was definitely, uh, definitely cruise ship themed. Um, so we end up drinking like we did in Alabama um, at Northern Virginia slash DC prices, uh, some karaoke was sang. Um, 
I tried to stand, like I uh, tried to reach for a pitcher of beer and like stood up on one of the rungs of a of the stool that was that I was on. Uh, that broke, um, <laughs> like fell on my ass. And you know, of course, we're we're kind of making friends, but we're not making any like you know, everybody's not chanting our names, you know, or anything like that. So everybody's like, "Good lord, someone get that guy to leave." So we get our check, which is, I, if memory serves, it was like $150, uh, which is like a lot, really anywhere if you're drinking. Um, yeah, you, you could like pretty much drink for several days in Alabama. <laughs> this was, if memory serves, December 29th, 2008. Um, and so we're kind of like, you know, we're, we're kind of bummed, but you know. So we end up uh, going back to the apartment. I believe we asked uh, the cabbie to uh, stop by McDonald's on the way back. And no joke, I think we spent $30 at McDonald's, which you have to try to spend 30, <laughs> mi- 30, mi- uh, $30 yeah. at McDonald's. That, that takes commitment. Whew. Um, and this was back when I smoked. Uh, thank God I don't anymore. And everybody who currently smokes should should quit. Um and uh, like I said, it was a two-story, two-story condo, and I go out on the balcony and I open up the the door and smoke a cigarette and uh, you know come back in. Uh, what I have neglected to say thus far is I believe um, my roommate at the time that I just moved in with owned either two or three cats. So let's say let's say she had two cats. When I woke up in the morning, extremely hungover and remembering that I now live in Northern Virginia, not North Alabama, um, mm. I hear my friend who's fresh as a daisy downstairs putting my furniture together um, and then also like saying the name of the cat. And then I hear kitty, 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 where are you? Like, n- like urgently, nervously, not playing, you know, not playfully. And <laughs> of course, I think the worst and I'm like, oh, there's only one cat in this building instead of two. And the worst was true. We, 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 the cat was gone. So uh, we spend the rest of the day, basically, it's like nine or 10 in the morning. We spend, you know, the next four five, six hours looking for this cat. It is freezing. It is, you know, there's snow everywhere. Um, there's, uh, we end up, um, you know, basically knocking on every single door. Um we end up going to the pound uh, just down the street, just in case somebody found this poor cat and uh, returned it. And Keith, when I tell you it is like cat prison, it was one of the more just depressing things in the world. <laughs> and I laugh. You, you walk in and one of the cats is playing a harmonica. And- <laughs> like, you know, one's got a tiny coffee cup that is just running across the little tiny bars. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, another is making toilet wine in a tie in a litter box. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's sad because it's, you know, it's, it's an animal shelter. You want to adopt all of them. Um, so, uh, we're just completely depressed and not knowing what to do and trying to get away with this situation where we find the cat and we don't have to call our friend and tell her, we don't know what happened, but the cat's gone. Mm-hmm. So we get back in my car, hungover, depressed, and there's just this silence. I, I haven't started the car yet. And 
my friend Harrison turns to me and goes, look, if you kill, if you accidentally killed or lost the cat and you know what happened, just tell me now so we can just stop this charade. And I go, I was about to, I was about to ask you the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we look for a little while longer and we go to like TGI Fridays or something because we haven't eaten all day. And we're like, we got to tell her we just have to. And, uh, so we we call we we call our friend and we tell her and she apologizes to us for having to look for the cat, which makes us feel even that worse. That makes it even worse. Oh my god, so much worse. Like, because what you need is them to lose it on you. Like you irresponsible. You know, like I you move up here. Like I you know you get a great price on a you know just she like sincerely apologizes. Um, you know. So we continue the search. Uh, we look for, um, you know, a na- we knock on another door that wasn't that didn't answer before, and a neighbor tells them that, yeah, yeah, the the cat came in. We have it, and so for like a solid five minutes, which is an eternity, when you you have your fingers crossed like this, they come out and it's a different cat. Oh, and so we're like, now we want to like murder this like single mother because she got her hopes up. Um, to tell us that, uh, you know, we had the cat. Just kidding. Um, so, like I said, there's not a happy ending. It's not It's not a sad ending. We never found Izzy. Oh, shit. We never found the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to think she found a home. It's like, if you remember um, uh, A Time to Kill, the movie, right. mm-hmm. um, like a house burns down and Matthew McConaughey can't find his dog, but you never ex- explicitly are told that the dog is dead. Right. So it, it, it's Schrodinger's dog. <laughs> exactly. The dog is both law alive and happy in a home dreaming of, of a of wonderful life in front of a fireplace. And it's also not with us anymore. Well, I mean, not, not to be a downer, but uh, it's been, it's been, a little while. So my guess is the cat is probably no longer with us, no matter what happens. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. Sunrise, sunset. Um, all we are du- is, is dust in the wind. Um, exactly. So, <laughs> but so, you know, obviously I feel bad and our, our friend, like, gosh, she, she sends us like this, this lost cat photo, uh, like, like, um, like flyer that she makes on like Microsoft word. And, you know, so we post that and it's, you know, it's, it, oh God, <laughs> this might be the worst episode of the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But so as the villain in this story, the unintentional villain, uh, um, you know, karma, karma bites me in the end. Um, as, you know, a week or two later, I have like a, a stomach ache um, and I decide to call in sick to work. Um, uh uh, my uh, my roommate at the time, um, she worked, uh, you know, she worked in, in uh, Northern Virginia and then she went to school. So like she was she was gone from basically like eight to eight. Mm-hmm. So she's gone. I, I empty the trash and uh, just in my boxers because I'm home alone and the uh, door between the house and the garage closes on me and it locks behind me. And. I take the trash out and it's just one of those, you hear it shut and you know that the door locks behind you. You just forget, but like, you know, you can always get back in because you have a key on you or your roommate's home. Not this time. And, uh, it's like 29 degrees outside. Um, 
I am again only in uh, my underwear and it's probably like nine 30. So I'm like staring down the barrel of a solid 10 hours uh, of just <laughs> being bored as, as, as hell, but also like possibly getting frostbite and like, <laughs> you know, um, so I end up um, kind of like peeking out of the garage and like walking to try and see if there's like somebody, you know, driving by who's, <laughs> who's, who's cell phone that I can use. <clears throat> and so imagine, you know, it's like, you know, 29 degrees out and you're driving down the street and suddenly you see this guy in his underwear, just, just waving his arms frantically trying to get you to stop your car. I, I have to tell you, Sean, there's no way I'm stopping my car. <laughs> and just to, just to paint a picture, uh, not an attractive man, Keith. Um, picture uh, the, the the fat kid from the Sandlot grew up um, and uh, is just in his boxers and trying to flag you I, down. I've actually met the kid from the Sandlot as an adult. so he, Really? He, he looks pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, we don't want to discount his entire catalog. The Big Green was all, he was great in the Big Green. Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, thankfully, a, uh, <laughs> a guy stops. And he, um, he lets me, he lets me use his cell phone. Um, and it, you know, it's 2009 if it's, it's a, it's a flip phone. And, um, the, uh, um, the only number that I can remember off the top of my head is, and, uh, that would know my roommate is an ex-girlfriend and <laughs> we were not on good terms. <laughs> and yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking this really is karma because I, I'm thinking that the that while this was happening, the cat was like around the corner watching you snickering. <laughs> the, the cat is nibbler, and he instead of knocking the chair over with Fry, he closes the door on me. It, it, exactly. That's that's exactly what happened. And then just to add the cherry on top, <laughs> you have to call the ex girlfriend to oh, you know. <laughs> Oh God, it gets worse. So I, uh, I call, I call the ex and she doesn't pick up actually. And I leave a message that's like frantic. Um, and I ask her to relay the message to the, to the roommate that if there's any way she can come home, please do. Cause I don't know what else to do. Uh, don't have a phone. Don't have anything. So while I'm outside, I'll, I'll see if I can find the cat. <laughs> so I think this poor man, who's now had to look at um, just think of like skin. So white, like a baby fish, almost translucent Keith. Like, so, so what you're saying is that, you know, <laughs> there was snow on the ground. People wouldn't be able to see. You. Exactly. Thank God my eyes were open. Um, so the, uh, so, you know, the, the guy drives off and I have no way of knowing a, when my ex-girlfriend is going to check her messages B 2009. So it's not like, that's something that would happen automatically. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're not as, you know, uh, tied to our phones as we used to be. Oh, we were so innocent back then. Oh my God. What a time. What a time. Not for the cat, but for us. Right. Um, exactly. So <laughs> um, the, uh, I have no idea when she's going to check her messages. I have no idea um, if she reads it, uh, smirks and then hits delete without ever telling my roommate. Um, if she actually does, I have no idea when the roommate would get that message. 
if if she actually it has to go through like several layer layers of like you know it has to break through several walls for for my my plan to work um and about like 30 minutes later i finally realized that and uh so i end up uh basically like breaking in the door um <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I finally like get a hold of, of, of my roommate and, uh, explain it to her. And, and of course, again, she's understanding. Um, she calls her dad, her dad, like, you know, just tells it, well, tell him to tell him to, you know, call a locksmith, like, you know, uh, very, very kindly, you know, like he has to pay for it, of course. And so I'm like, yeah, of course, absolutely. So, um, I, uh, call a locksmith and he just completely gouges me he's already done the job and I'm just at the point where like, I'm happy that I'm not having to wait in the frozen tundra, uh, for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, I, it was something like $400, uh, which is, which was actually more than your bar tab. Yeah. <laughs> so just, to, just to recap the bar tab, uh, uh, the, um, the McDonald's trip, that's like 177. Let's call the cab ride like an even 190. So about $690 um, in these, in these two instances. So DC is already um, yeah, like, like a month's salary for you. <laughs> at least, at least uh, certainly after taxes. Um, so uh, to basically, you know, uh, to that end, I, I, you know, I don't have any money. And so I had actually just so happened to got, uh, get very lucky and uh, get uh, ha- being able to purchase like right when like the presale happened two front row Bruce Springsteen tickets, like front row, like maybe two seats off center um, <clears throat> at the, uh, the Verizon Center. And I think they cost like all total like 80 bucks. And so I had to, I had no choice. I had to sell them on StubHub and, you know, I didn't make all the money back for the, uh, for the, the locksmith, but, um, you know, I was able to eat for the rest of the month and, uh, I am haunted every single night by, uh, the ghost of Izzy the cat. So. And, and rightfully so really. I mean, I, again, not making excuses, like obviously it was an accident, but, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta own up to your mistakes. So, um, let this be a lesson. Always be aware of your surroundings, especially. I, if- I, I, I was going to say, uh, life lessons from this, uh, this catastrophe is, uh, uh, always, uh, always admit your mistakes and be aware of your surroundings. Exactly. And, you know, again, it's not, it's not a definite Izzy could, well, not now, but like Izzy could, could have lived a full life. It is. It is not impossible. I, I was not going to say. I was going to say it's entirely possible, but I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> not impossible. There is a greater than zero chance that it's a long life. And if that weren't enough, I still to this day get texts from uh, Harrison, the friend who helped me move up there, um, just saying like, "I know you killed that cat," <laughs> which is really great for my anxiety and uh, and conscience. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Sean. Hey, happy to do it. And of course, if you think you can top that story, once again, please email me at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Gabatron.